Welcome to Birkbeck Voices, the monthly podcast with the latest news and research from Birkbeck, University of London. I'm Bryony Merritt. On the 18th of March, Birkbeck opened the doors of the Birkbeck Pop-Up University in Wilsdon Green. There will be free talks and workshops taking place at the pop-up until the end of May. Today we're speaking to Annette McCone, Widening Access Manager at Birkbeck, who is organising the pop-up, and lecturer David Tross, who researches happiness and well-being in communities and is leading a number of sessions at the pop-up. Annette, can you tell us why you decided to launch a pop-up university in a shop? Yes, uh, well, essentially I think the, the work of our team has sort of been leading to this for quite some time. So when we approach outreach and engaging with, you know, Birkbeck's traditional community, which is, you know, adults looking to study in the evenings, um, historically we've done that by, you know, going to libraries, working with community groups and also in shopping centres um, and what we wanted to do is what, what we were very much aware of is that you're very much sort of parachuting in and then parachuting out and what we wanted was a sort of per- permanent base um, in a community that you know appealed to us um, so how it initially happened was the Wilson Green Town team um, approached us to make use of an empty shop let on their high street um, and so we, we took over the lease for sort of three months um, and just really doing what we normally do, as I said, in a library, but, you know, basing it in, in one place. And we just think it's it's just such a visible uh, hub uh, and it's just it's just been really good to do. And I think, again, why Wilsdon Green is that we found that, you know, a lot of our alumni are there and it's, it's great to engage with them and, and they've been participating as well as, you know, sort of prospective students and, and even current students are coming along. So it really does feel like a, a sort of mini Birkbeck, I feel like, out in the community. And so who is the pop-up aimed at? And can you give us a flavour of the sort of sessions that you've organised so far and what's coming up? Yeah, I mean, what we tried to do was to sort of hook it on sort of key themes. So we launched with sort of Happiness Week. And during that week, we, you know, had a real range of sessions. So we had Find the Right Partner uh, to, you know, sort of David initiating the first session of the sort of Happiness (coughs) Week. Um, and we also had, you know, finding your perfect career, uh, you know, leading to a happy. So that, so and, w- and with those sessions, who we found coming were people that would never really heard of Birkbeck, um, but just you know were interested to find out what was going on. We also had current students um, that were keen to find the right partner. <laughs> um, and then, as as I said as well, we had alumni, you know, that were just great that something free and uh, was taking place like on their on their doorstep for them to participate. So each week, um, Bill follow, you know. A, a kind of theme so look what we've got to look forward to um one that the weeks i'm most excited about is work week um which is the sort of 23rd of april um, and we've just got so much going on so we've got alex colas for example a lecturer in politics uh, focused on the grunswick strike which was took place in bilston green and is really you know about the trade union movement in terms of class and gender and race and just really exciting stuff and then we've also got a local film uh, maker uh, putting on a screening to do with you know the diff- different you know manual labours over the years that have been focused on Mills and Green so it's about taking some bigger themes but then placing them within the locality. Great and what sort of feedback have you had so far from the people that have been coming along to the sessions and from the academics? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's been really overwhelmingly positive. I think people are quite surprised. Uh, you know, they've been quite curious when they've been walking past as to what's been going on. And um, so I think they've appreciated, you know, just that it's a really informal space. And the academics love it too, because it's taken them out of their comfort zone, if you like, of the classroom. Um, and they, they, they just, you know, really responded well. And, and even when they haven't been, you know, when they're used to maybe delivering in front of, you know, hundreds of people in a lecture hall, doing something quite small and intimate, um, they found really rewarding. And as the people that have, you know, the the students themselves have just really, you know, been intrigued, I think, and and enjoyed, you know, sort of participating and and getting involved. So the feedback's been really good from from all. Great. Um, And David, you've run a series of sessions at the uh, pop-up. Can you tell us what your sessions have been looking at? What we're doing is a 10-week um, overview of happiness and well-being studies, which is obviously very much in the news at the moment because the government has commissioned um, a national well-being measure. There are lots of concerns about the fact that um, uh, countries get richer but they don't get happier, um, and also to direct um, public policy better at need if we see what the happiness and well-being is. Um, happiness studies is quite a recent um, in terms of research, quite a recent phenomenon, although philosophers have been talking about it for 2,000 years. So there isn't actually much learning based on it. So what we've tried to do is to, is to create a package of learning which people can come in and out on a weekly basis. They don't have to attend all the 10 sessions, but we have a few loyal punters who have come to all of them and on different themes. So uh, so far we've covered uh, the history of happiness, and that was great because we had some people who actually were either doing history or done a history degree some who were coming to Birkbeck and just, you know, wanted to do it as a taster. Um, and I was looking at um, well-being in the UK um, on Tuesday, the last session. And future sessions are going to look at politics in terms of happiness, going to look at ways people can increase their own happiness and well-being, going to look at local communities and well-being. Um, most people who've come have got some connection with Wilson Green. And I guess one of the things that is good in terms of happiness and well-being is to have these spaces, these public spaces where people from the locality can come together because one of the concerns at the moment, particularly in terms of the economic um, context, is that those spaces have been um, um, are diminishing in local areas. Great. And how did you develop this um, series on happiness? How did that come about? Well, myself and Annette have been running um, a series of uh, wellbeing at work um, courses in... Um, at um, at workplaces uh, connected through the um, trade unions and union learn PCS primarily, and what we've been doing is going in and looking at well-being at work and how to increase people's sense of happiness and well-being at work, or just looking exploring you know the place of work in well-being. I mean, work is seen as very um, a very important part of people's well-being because of the meaning and purpose, because of the social esteem, because of the fact that people um, value um, what they do. And been going into some public sector contexts like HMRCs, uh, local councils, which are experiencing quite difficult circumstances at the moment, and looking at ways of um, um, increasing well-being at work from an employee and an employer perspective. So we've we've we've, we've done lots of learning out um, in different places in London, which has been fantastic. So we've sort of developed a model um, to take learning out, which is you know based on some academic research, but is trying to be accessible as well. And so I guess the Wilsdon 10-week um, one is built with a view of actually establishing a, a wide-ranging learning um, around happiness and well-being, which hopefully um, can be accredited and delivered at Birkbeck as a 
um, option module. Great. And can you give us, um, I don't know if you pick one of the um, sessions that you've already done on happiness and give us a, just a, a, a few more pointers about what sort of things you looked at. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that's very interesting is, is the studies about wealth and happiness in the sense that, um, and this is one we covered in session three, and uh, I mean, happiness studies have come about in the last 20 years primarily because of this seemingly paradox between rising wealth and flatlining happiness. So one of the things we were looking at with the participants is um, how much you need to earn to be happy. And the evidence is suggesting that around about 50, 000, after about £50,000, uh, money isn't going to make a great deal of amount of difference to your happiness. But it does make a great deal of difference between, say, earning 15000 and fifty because of um, basic needs being met. Um, and one of the interesting ones was looking at people's sense of adaptation. There's quite a lot of psychology that goes into the happiness studies about the fact that people adjust their preferences to their um, current um, circumstances. So, for example, if you ask people who earn £50,000 round about how much they need to earn to live comfortably, they will tend to give a figure around £50,000. But say they then get a pay rise and earn £100,000, and then you ask them the next year how much they need to earn, um, they will tend to adjust their preferences to their new figure and say about £100,000. So there's lots of very interesting processes. The other one, which we did with the participants, which is, which is looking at um, choices about work and the sense that quite often people choose would choose to earn um, less money in the workplace if it meant earning more than other people. So there's all sorts of psychology and comparisons and, and so there's something that connects all this stuff to the way that we live in our society and the sort of um, materialistic impulses or uh, competition and how these sort of match or um, are aligned to what people actually want because we know from the research that it's relationships, um, good health, good work and a steady financial situation and a nice place to live that generally always emerge from the study. So how can we as a society, as well as um, creating economic growth, also create more well-being? And that's the way we've been exploring it. Great, really interesting stuff. So there's still a few sessions left in the happiness series. If you'd like to find out more about David's sessions or about any of the other sessions that are taking place at the pop-up, then go to www.bbk.ac.uk forward slash pop-up. Annette and David, thank you very much for thank talking to us about this project. Thank you.